the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Try eating delicious chocolatey Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> Mr. Pop, let us unite in banishing fear. We have prepared <laughs> The Jack Finney Program, presented by Lucky Strike. The Independent Broadcasting System presents Random Thursday's Radio Theater. From the Corn Crispy Studio soundstage, high atop New York City's theater district, two blocks south of Times Square, we bring you another episode of Random Thursday's Radio Theater. Sponsored by Good Morning Breakfast Cereal, the makers of vitamin-fortified Corn Krispies. Start every day with Corn Krispies and have a good morning. I'm your announcer, Loudon Caulfield. And now, ladies and gentlemen, your host, America's favorite storyteller, Peter Carozzo. What's more random than two people standing at a mile marker on the side of a highway? Welcome to another Random Thursday. My name is Peter Carozzo. Tonight's episode is entitled Mile Marker 117. This week, a man and a woman pull up to the side of a highway in Westchester, New York at Mile Marker 117. They arrive separately. He arrives a bit before she does. She's overdressed for the side of a highway and carries a wreath and a framed picture. He carries an iPod speaker. We join them as she pulls up and they are about to get out of their cars. Thanks for meeting me here. Of course. In four years have I missed an anniversary yet. Before Danny was your husband, he was my brother. I know, but we haven't seen each other much since I, you know, started dating Evan. I thought maybe... I don't know. I'm just glad you're here. Did you bring the iPod speaker? Got it. Thanks. I know it's corny. Hanging the wreath every year and playing his favorite version of Danny Boy. Actually, I think it's pretty sweet. I hope I look okay. Every year, I, I try to... You know... You look great. You're not going to clean this highway again this year. Leave that to the law offices of Kramer and Sullivan. Who? Kramer and Sullivan. They adopted mile 117. Oh. I didn't notice. Yeah. I did. I drive by here enough. When I cross the bridge, the car sort of just takes me here. First, I was coming to see if they fixed the sign. The one Danny hit. Now, I guess I'm coming to look for Danny. Like, when I was a kid, my mom would tell me to get Danny for dinner. I'd go to the schoolyard, and he'd be playing hockey with his friends. Then he'd race me home. I'd always win at the last minute. It took me a while to realize he'd let me win. I'd be pretty pissed off if I were Sullivan or Prima. They're not getting their money's worth. Look at all this crap. I know. I've, I've got to clean it up a bit. Here, hold this. This wouldn't have flown during the pest gun exterminators era. When they adopted the smile, you could have eaten off of it. Hey, do you think a same-sex couple could adopt a highway? You know, you'd hope society has evolved to the point where that'd be acceptable. 
I mean, if you were to drive up to the Department of Transportation playing the original Broadway cast album to Annie, wanting to adopt a highway, you'd hope they didn't discriminate. Matthew, you're choosing now to rehearse your stand-up routine? Sorry. No. That's not from my routine. I quit. You gave up stand-up? Six months ago. Why? You love comedy, and you're so good. I don't know. I guess I'm tired of rejection. Wait, you thought that was funny? You used to be my best audience. I don't know. I'm I'm not in the mood for stand-up. I know. Christine, what I'm about to say, you're probably not in the mood to hear either. But... What? It's impossible to talk to you now that you and Evan are together. You're always with him. Matthew, we're here to pay our respects to Danny. Christine, Danny would agree with what I have to say. You seem pretty serious about Evan. Danny should have a say, and he can, indirectly. All right, fine. What do you want to say? You know me and Danny have known Evan since grammar school. We grew up on the same block. Our folks still live next door to each other. I know that. Are you going to marry Evan? Well, he hasn't asked me yet, but he always talks about it like he's already asked. Christine. I don't know what the right word is to describe... Well... uh, I don't want to sound too... Christine, Evan's an asshole. Matthew! I had to say it. Maybe it's the extra-large coffee that I drank that inspired me. I don't know. I know he's not your favorite person. Not my favorite person? If you took my favorite person and created the complete opposite of him, you'd get Evan. Matthew, you really don't know him that well. I know him very well. Danny knew him even better since they're the same age. We've known him a long time, and in all that time, we've always reached the same he's-an-asshole conclusion. I know he can come off as a bit odd, but you don't understand him. Christine, that's girlfriend talk for my boyfriend's an asshole. (laughs) You. Christine, let me just... Matthew, let's pay our respects. No, this is really important. If you care about me at all, if you care about the memory of Dan... Don't play that card. You have to accept that Evan's my boyfriend. You'll hear this me out. This isn't the right time or place. I know, but when will I see you alone again? Just... I'm going to give you ten reasons why you can't marry Evan. You wrote it down on a piece of college-ruled loose-leaf paper? I needed to organize my thoughts. <laughs> you cracked me up. You always make me smile. Okay, number one. He wears a Bluetooth. Yeah, so? A lot of people do. When the family went out for my grandmother's birthday and you brought him, he was wearing a Bluetooth at the restaurant. He was expecting a business call. When he was on the business call talking to that thing in his ear, little Mikey thought Evan was talking to him. He was answering in his little two-year-old language. Even a baby knows it's bizarre to talk to a thing in your ear. He's very dedicated to his work. Yeah, right. He was on his iPad, working. You noticed that? Yes. And I knew you had a problem with it. He was working on his iPad during the call. So what? Yeah, working. 
When I went to the bathroom, I looked back at the screen. He was playing Minecraft. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> of course it's ridiculous, but I saw it. You know, there's a scientific term for someone who plays Minecraft at an 80th birthday dinner. I believe it's pronounced hmm, asshole. I didn't bring Evan there so you could criticize him. I brought him out of respect. So your parents could see us together and sort of bless it. They were always so good to me. I know. That's why my family loves you. Okay, fine. I have plenty of examples besides that. Matthew, I don't want to hear them. I love Evan and- Number two. A while back, me and Danny played golf with cousin James and we needed a fourth. So Danny invited Evan. On the way there, we stopped for coffee. So we go in and Evan orders a croissant. Isn't that what it's called? Not at Dunkin' Donuts and Flushing, it's not. The Bengali woman behind the counter didn't know what the hell he was talking about. But Evan wouldn't give in. He just kept saying, croissant, croissant, croissant. Like he was in the freaking French resistance or something. Finally, she called her manager over. The manager was like, dude, are you saying you want a croissant? You're just looking to find fault. You don't have to look far with Evan. Number three. Matthew, I don't want to hear on it. On garbage day. He always drives by his parents' house and picks up their trash cans and puts them back next to the house. Then he comes to my parents' house and he does it for them. So? Isn't that a nice thing? No. It's not a nice thing because he always tells my parents about it. So what's wrong with that? Christine, he tells them. Hey, I guess you saw I put your cans away, Mr. Mistretti doesn't do it to, to be nice. He does it for the credit. Oh, come on, Matthew. A month ago, I was so tired of it. I set my alarm on garbage day so I could get there first. Of course, I pressed the snooze bar a couple times and beat me to it. Matthew, are you listening to how crazy you sound right now? Number four. He wears that horseshoe-shaped travel pillow. Yeah, he travels a lot. Christine... He wears it every time he gets in the car. He's picking up dry cleaning. He wears that stupid pillow. He has problems with his neck. His neck is the least of his problems. Number five. We went to the diner once, and he ordered pecan pie. And the waitress asked if he wanted it a la mode. And she said, of course, this isn't my first rodeo. What does that mean? What the hell does a rodeo have to do with pecan pie? Have you ever seen a cowboy eat a piece of pecan pie? Notice I'm ignoring you now. Number six. When it snows, he bends the wipers up off his windshield. I do that too. Everyone does that. And he drives a Prius. And plays classical music in the car. Sorry. Those are just general car-related complaints. I listed collectively under number six. There's absolutely nothing wrong. Number seven. A couple years ago, I lent him $20. And he never paid you back. Big deal. No, he paid me back with a Visa gift card. I don't know how to use those freaking things. I always get stuck on the PIN number. This is why I shouldn't marry Evan? Because you can't figure out how to use a gift card? Number eight. He wears bow ties to work. Everyone wears bow ties in the 21st century. 
He works from home. He was on sales calls. And Don't you think he's too old, but not old enough for that look? You're truly ridiculous. You have nothing better to do than rip out a page from a college world notebook and compile a list of... Number nine. He uses the word webinar. He said it once. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. I had to Google it. He hosts webinars at work. He should host a webinar on how to be an asshole. Okay, Matthew, you're crossing the line. Come on, Christine. What is someone as amazing and beautiful and sweet and as you doing with this guy? You've said what you had to say. Some of it mean-spirited, maybe some valid, but... This guy brings nothing to the table. In fact, he takes stuff off the table. You know, I'm uh, starting to think you're jealous. You're damn right I'm jealous. That brings me to reason number ten. No, I've heard enough. Help me finish cleaning and we can... I love you. Matthew, we've been through this before. You know that we could never be together. We both agreed. I know we did, but... It's not possible. Why? Because we fell in love with each other a year after Danny died? I didn't fall in love with you. You made me smile. You made me feel like I didn't die when Danny died. And we made an impulsive decision after a few drinks. So, because one night, a year after my brother died, because we slept together... No! I can't even hear you say it. It's like something out of Hamlet. It's not like Hamlet! I didn't kill him. Either way, Matthew, it's wrong. Christine, if Danny lived, I would have had that same crush on you that I had since eighth grade. When you came to school with your hair in pigtails and you wore glasses for the first time, but now... You're my deceased husband's little brother. You and me are the same age. I'm a widow. (laughs) Give me a break. A widow's an old lady. Dressed in black, who makes a pot of gravy and meatballs every Sunday after church. No, Matthew. Christine! No. Christine, if you just let yourself remember all the good times we had together, the memories, don't they mean anything to you? I remember when we were at the funeral parlor making the arrangements. You held my hand the whole time. I thought you forgot about that day. I remember you looked amazing. Couldn't stop thinking about you in that black dress. So your brother was dead for 36 hours, and you were turned on by your former sister-in-law? A new widow? Um, well... I just meant that... You know, that's only a couple of tweaks shy of necrophilia. Well, I didn't say... Matthew, you crack me up. Are you sure? I'm not weird? I didn't say that. Oh. Hmm. (laughs) I love messing around with you. You know, you always make me smile. So, you think maybe... No. I'm sorry, Matthew. We have a lot of great memories, but that's the past. We're paying our respects to your brother, and you're never mentioning this again.
It's times like these when I really hate Danny. I hate him for getting drunk, driving, like an idiot, killing himself, and pretty much killing our mom and dad, and you. And I hate him for asking you out before I did, even though he knew I liked you. And I hate how you always looked at him. That look in your eye. When your eyes smile and sparkle and get a little teary. And I hate him because he was taller than me, and that his hair was always perfect, and that he was a great athlete and an awesome tenor sax player, and and that his car was always washed and waxed, and... I hate him, too. I hate Danny, too. You know, you don't expect when you fall in love and marry someone that your life will turn out like... like this. Cleaning garbage off the side of a random highway with a wreath and an iPod and a... So you can pay your respects to your dead husband. You know, I don't even think of time in a normal way anymore. When I think about something from the past, I immediately wonder whether Danny was still alive. My whole life is divided between before and after he died. He had to get that stupid motorcycle and drive like an idiot and destroy all these plans we made for a family and a home and a big furry sheepdog and those trees he crashed through they're still there they're still growing and this damn sign is still here mocking me and now i love you matthew but i can't because you're his brother and so we're in limbo you're stuck being in love with me and i'm stuck marrying an asshole he hasn't even asked me yet and he's not an asshole i don't know maybe he is but he gets me out of limbo I hate that song. I sucked at that game at parties. Christine, it doesn't have to be this way. We could be happy, together. No, it's not right. Out of respect for Danny, I can't. Like so many things, it's the wrong time, or wrong place, or wrong person. Sometimes that's how life is. Something you really want to happen just doesn't happen. It could. For us, it could. Remember, I can always make you smile. No. I'm sorry. It it looks like first Danny ruined our lives together, and now he's ruining any chance of my having a life with you. Damn it. I swear. I was getting ready to ask you out, and then Danny did first. We were talking about starting a family, but he thought it was more important to get a motorcycle. He could be so freaking selfish sometimes, that piece of crap. (laughs) This isn't much of a memorial service for him, I guess. (laughs) No. Matthew, please say something nice about Danny before we both really start to hate him. He always made a big deal about my birthday. (laughs) Mine too. Yeah, right? He'd be the first to call. When he'd see me, he'd sing, Happy Birthday! Yes! At the top of his lungs. Even in public. That was so embarrassing. Yeah. No matter how old I was, he'd give me birthday punches. I was in my 20s, in grad school, and he'd be chasing me around my folks' house, punching me, wearing a giant cowboy hat for some weird reason that never really seemed weird to me, because it was just Danny. (laughs) 
and laughing. That crazy laugh. That laugh just made me laugh, too. Yeah, me too. I didn't get punches. Just roses. Two for every year. He was up to 57 for my last one. One for good luck. Damn it. You know, he really was a solid guy. The world will never see another Daniel. No, it won't. Matthew, that's our problem. Keeping the memory of Danny alive, the past, it's destroying any chance of us being happy again. It had to end eventually. Some year we'd stop coming anyway. First we'd forget and the anniversary would pass and we'd be a month late. Then we'd forget the anniversary entirely. No. Our lives must go on. Christine, Danny loved you and he loved me too. And... Would it be so wrong for us to be together? What would everyone say? What would your parents say? What would people think of us? If we're happy, if you and me are really happy together, then who gives a shit? What would Danny think? The kind of guy he is... was... He'd be looking down smiling. Danny'd be happy, we're happy. We can't. I'm sorry. Christine, I, I can't let just... I mean, I, I can't let you just walk away. Christine, I... How can, how, can we just, how can we just forget, you know? How can I just let you, you know, just, just walk Matthew, away? come here. Do you want to play a song? Yes. I do too. Play it. Contemplating what could have been, considering what could still be. The balance between remembering the past and allowing the past to control your future. Just a random moment from an undistinguished day in the lives of ordinary people. Mile Marker 117 was performed by the Random Thursday players. More specifically, the role of Christine was played by Amelia Horn and Matthew was played by Danny Stravino. 
the saxophone solo was played by Stuart Gong. It was directed by Kimberly Larkin, with sound engineering by Liz Regan, and sound design and editing by Edgar Ramos. It was written by me, Peter Carozo. Random Thursdays Radio Theater, where we celebrate, contemplate, and lament the random moments of everyday life. So to all of our listeners, to all those who prefer randomness to order, fluctuation to consistency, and uncertainty to certainty, tune in next time for another random story. Thank you for listening to our show. This evening's show was episode two in our series, entitled Mile Marker 117. Random Thursdays Radio Theater was brought to you by Good Morning Breakfast Cereal, the makers of Corn Krispies Cereal. Start your day with Corn Krispies and have a good morning. Look out for another episode of Random Thursdays Radio Theater on this station or one of our local affiliates at some undetermined Random Thursday in the future. I'm Loudon Caulfield. And now stay tuned for another episode of The Fred Allen Show with his special guest this evening, Gene Arthur. This is the Independent Broadcasting System.